0: welcome back to beltalota the officially unofficial podcast for the expanse on amazon prime i'm jim i'm aaron and we're here today to do our annual uh season preview for season five we uh just got screeners in the door a little bit ago so we're i, I know you've seen at least the first three episodes which are going to be mm-hmm. dropping wednesday december 16th uh supposedly at 9 a.m eastern time which is noon or 9 a.m pacific which is noon eastern
1: that's when the spoilers are unembargoed i which if, you would if assume our with, yeah <laughs> our, expo- if our experience with the boys is predictive
0: yeah they'll be out actually be tuesday night at like 8 p.m or something uh <laughs> yeah. december 15th so look looks tuesday and 4, 4 p.m why not yeah yeah Uh, but yeah, we're going to talk about the new season. I, like I said, I know you've seen at least three episodes. I've seen the first one episode, uh, but I have read obviously book five and I, I I was able to finish book six. Um, over the last month, I actually reread book five, read through all of book six, haven't got to seven yet. Um, but I, it doesn't seem like they're going to get much beyond six, except for there's one hanging, hanging Chad here, one hanging thread that I really want them to pull at. And it seems like they might be, but We'll we'll talk about that here in a second. Uh, Maybe we should talk a little bit about how we're going to cover this season because obviously we got screeners for this season, and so it's going to be a little different than most of our other shows, but similar to how we covered season four, right? Um, Because if you recall, we we, had
1: we 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 did like uh, just kind of jumped. We we only did like three podcasts for season four. We tried to because because they released them all in one go.
0: Oh, right, right, right.
1: Amazon, it's going to, if you, similar to how we were, covered the boys, actually, there you go, um, there you go, we got if screeners you, on that, because it's exactly the same release model, they're dropping the first three episodes in one day, and then one episode per week, uh, there'll be 10 episodes total, I believe, yeah, Um. so yeah, we get a nice, nice injection of fresh content, and seeing the first three episodes, uh, that's a, uh, that's a doozy of a place to stop. Uh, <laughs> For sure. I don't want to spoil anything, but um, uh, then, then we'll be getting and and since we've got these uh, screeners, we'll be recording a lot of these things in advance. Um, and since mm-hmm. it's dropping over to holidays, unfortunately, again, uh essentially the first five episodes will all have recorded in advance and they'll just be kind of streamed out. We will be taking feedback though. Uh expanse at baldmove.com is how you send that in. There'll also be threads I imagine on the forums at forums.baldmove.com. Uh but if you want to send stuff to the, the show, expanse at baldmove.com is where you do it. And we'll we'll probably catch up with that feedback uh mid season, say. Uh and we'll be there for the home stretch. The other exciting thing that we're going to be doing, it's a new technology that uh, that Twitch and Amazon um, uh, uh, developed jointly, is that you can watch any Amazon Prime show uh, on Twitch with an audience. And we're going to be doing that for all of the fresh Expanse episodes. We've actually been doing a a rewatch of the Expanse leading up to this. And in fact... If you want to come to Sci-Fi Sundays this Sunday night, we're going to be doing the uh, episode nine and ten, the the penultimate and ultimate episode, finale episodes of season four on Twitch.tv/slash Bald Move. If you are an Amazon Prime member, it's really easy. Just get yourself a free Twitch account. I link them together. There's instructions on our Twitch.tv/slash Bald Move about page on how to do that. It walks you through, and it's it's magic. You just you 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 join up at 8 p.m. Eastern. Uh, we hit play. Everybody watches it. It's all synchronized. We can all have commentary. It's it's fun hanging out with the chat. It's a great way to watch the Expanse, and we'll be doing that for all new episodes the following Sunday. So it comes out on Wednesday. That Sunday, we will be doing that week's episode. And in the case of the first week, we'll be doing three episodes, um, and we also we also get started. Um, you know, kind of the um, the pregame. The uh, the the featured the what what do you call that? What, what, they they run like Flash Gordon before a movie in the fifties. It's, uh, yeah.
0: it's a yeah warmer
1: up. I forget what they a call little before that. My the time. teaser, yeah, so the warmer up. Yeah, the the uh, the hors d'oeuvre. We're gonna be doing the Classic uh, start. The foreplay. Yeah, mm-hmm. to get y'all got y'all slick uh we're going to be doing star trek the next generation classic episodes of that for the first bit so at 8, p- 8 p.m we're starting st- with star trek and then we'll be doing all three episodes of the first season or i'm sorry season five the expanse uh next sunday um, and we're going to keep that even though we'll be on we'll be on christmas vacation uh yeah. from like mid-december to the to first of january we're still going to watch the expanse and do sci-fi sundays because we love it that much
0: Yeah, it's the only thing we're doing uh, for work during those two weeks. Um, And and our podcast, as far as release of those things go, we're going to schedule them all for noon when the embargo is up on the day of release. But if we see that the episodes have already dropped, probably drop the episodes early because why not? It's, it's yeah. tough to say, oh, the, the thing that we released, it's embargoed. You can't review it. Sorry. Yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> but hopefully, yeah, some, uh, some of you guys will uh, and gals will be motivated to come join us and, and watch The Expanse with us um, and you know get plugged into Sci-Fi Sundays because it's something we're going to be keeping going uh, throughout 2021 as well. Uh, yeah. What else? I think that's about all we need to talk about as far as the actual housekeeping
0: of Beltaloda. I think the, so. The Beltas have all been loaded. Uh, <laughs> I I feel like it's maybe time to do a little refresher, because obviously we've been watching this on Sci-Fi Sundays, but a lot of people haven't seen uh, The Expanse since last year, uh, last December. A- so a- maybe in, a slight in refresher. The last
1: two, in, in the last two weeks, I actually wrapped up my first time read of, of book four. Nice. Uh, what, a sh- ciabatta burn? <laughs> uh,
0: uh-huh, yeah, that bread just got too hot.
1: Yeah, man, you, you 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 let it toast on on Illus or I'm sorry, New Terra. If you're an RCA fan, RCE, yeah, RCE. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I I finished reading that, and it was really interesting because I remembered a lot of your commentary um, as I was reading it, and kind of like because I remembered the two things that stood out in my mind as you said. Mertry is an even bigger asshole in the books, which Probably, I'm like, yeah. how can you gape bigger and be mm-hmm. more unwashed than Mertry in season four? You are lying, man. Dude, you were not lying. Fuck he that guy. Is, he is twice, at least twice as big an asshole in the books. Um, it's hard to put your. It's, 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 he's just more brazen and mm. more or less. I don't know. Not that Mertry was charming in the series,
0: but um, and I And you, know, you just, also like, said, spend more brazen. time with him. It's like in a book you're spending hours upon hours upon hours with this guy at least double the amount of hours right uh, and
1: some of his internal thought processes and mm-hmm. the awful the truly awfulness that he is contemplating um is 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 breathtaking the other thing is you mentioned that you found the uh you know miller bot versus the dark matter angry god's eye anti protomolecule molecule um like anticlimactic and i'm like cuz i saw the i, show, thought yeah. the, I yeah, I looked in my notes from last season that I was like really impressed with that like show that set piece, but of course you read it in the books where they don't have a budget for words and right. it is like like uh as amazing as I thought that was like reading the book it's kind of like a junior high version of the musical you know the of a Broadway musical like they don't quite have the budget they don't quite you know this is supposed to be a set and it's really just cardboard um it's 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 pretty yeah. amazing.
0: That and I, I remember. Um, it's been a long time since I read book four, but I remember the whole stuff with uh, the the Barba Picola being more involved. Um, them having a harder oh, time yeah. keeping that thing in orbit, and them having more like threats and, and uh, more more things to deal with coming from the RCE crew. Yes, there's a whole militia. There's space
1: battles with space spacesuits on, on And the, the mutiny you know, stuff was uh, is that from is that from season four? Or is that from uh book three i think you're talking book three there's not okay. really a immediately yeah. uh, there's different 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 factions on board uh, yeah there's a whole plot right, with, right. with havelick which was uh miller's old partner on on was a series station uh-huh. um that he was like the head of the junior head of security left in charge of the ship in orbit the edward israel while mercury's fucking around down on the planet and he's trying to get like the the you know um the inners kind of organized especially the terrans on the the, the into a militia that they could repel belters if they had to they kidnap naomi uh for like half the book and hold okay. her in a cell over there like none of this stuff happens on the show they, they just cut all this stuff down and to, to make it very simple the stuff that's happening on the surface by and large but yeah um uh, yeah, but yeah, um, so, so I, I'm pretty fresh up on my season four stuff, too, is what I'm saying.
0: OK, cool. Um, so let's talk a little, a little bit about where we left off uh, in season four. Obviously, season four was centered almost entirely around Illus. It was basically Illis and then Avasarala back on Earth and then Bobby on Mars. Right. Um, and and uh, let's start with the stuff off of Illis, because I guess it's the the smallest stuff. But like Avasarala had this battle with Nancy Gao the entire season over who was going to get elected to the position she currently holds is officerly is going to get reelected or is Nancy Gao going to get elected and oust her? turns out Nancy Gao does win that election. Um, so Iversara now is, it, I'm not sure they state her position in season four, but they do right she's, off the bat in season five. Yeah. She's, she's exiled to Luna
1: to the moon, yeah. essentially far away where she can't really, uh, she, she's still, I think, an important part of the Terran government on paper, but she's clearly the odd person out.
0: But so I, I don't know you and I, when we were watching season four, I remember talking about how Avrasarla seemed like she was out of her element when she was a uh, secretary, uh, secretary general. Um, when yeah. she was the, uh, when she was like the uh, under assistant, under secretary, whatever the fuck she was before. Uh, Power Sorrento. Behind the throne. Yeah, um, she was much better, right? She she knew how to work in those those spaces. Do you think we see that Avrasarla come back out now that she's no longer, you know, working for an election and under scrutiny of the public eye as much? I hope so. From
1: um, I you know I don't want to do much spoilers, but from what I've seen so far, she's she's kind of frustrated and chafing, um, hmm. you know, okay. in, in this role and and uh, you know still. Uh, there's still some estrangement with her and, and, and Arjun, uh, you know, Blajun, Najun, whatever, the the, the new uh, the uh, Arjun. Um, yeah. But yeah, I don't know. I, I mean, that's that's the that's the hope. Like, how does she I – I guess that's a big question is, like, how does she – or if she even does wrest control from Nancy Gao, did they, does she you know, find some way to spin up some kind of independent skunkworks operation within the UN government that kind of uh, – you know track down these threats to earth and and to humanity at this point it's not just earthers and belters and martians it's you know what if we go and we activate this civilization or you know this this one threat we know has wiped out a galaxy spanning civilization far beyond our comprehension before what the hell would humanity do if they were confronted with that that threat again like there's there's a lot of you know serious serious threats and all and I don't blame them, but all the people on Earth and Mars and the belt can see is the opportunity, you know, because there's been so little for yeah. so few for so long uh, mm-hmm. that they, they're ready to roll the dice with that.
0: Yeah. No, it's, it's super interesting how that stuff plays out in these coming books, at least. Uh, we'll see how it goes in the series. Um, I don't know. I'm looking forward to it. Hey, Officer Earl is not a huge part of book five. She's she's in it. Um, I, I won't talk too much about it, but like she's kind of in the background of book five um so i don't i don't i don't know if they're going to push ahead into you know she's not a huge part of book six she's she's in there certainly as well so hmm. i'm i'm wondering what they're going to do with her like we might see not entirely new stories for her but get a lot more insight into what she's doing because she does have important roles to play so uh, but but you don't see a ton of it and so i'd well, that's really the thing. like to wasn't really in book four either. She was right.
1: like uh, mentioned because you, you get, you uh like Holden would refer to some message where she screamed at him that, you know, or like she, you get a tight, you get a fragment of a tight beam of her berating Holden for fucking something up or whatever. But like, she's not yeah. really a POV character. She's not even, she's not much of a character, just something that's alluded to. Like that's why Holden is here, yeah. you know, on, on illus and new Terra Cause they're counting on him to do the thing he always does which is be honest and tell the truth, and uh, that's politically advantageous for them at that moment.
0: Yeah, and she has a more active role to play in in books beyond book four. So uh, hopefully we'll get to see more of her because, God, I love her. (laughs) Mm -hmm. uh, She's such a good actor. Um, Mm -hmm. So let's talk about Bobby. That's the other kind of off-world thing happening here over on Mars. Um, Bobby has been doing some stuff from the gods of risk novella this, that last season in season four, um, which involves like finding out who is buying Martian gear um, and, and using like the underworld there on Mars as it sort of falls apart. Thanks to the new worlds that have opened up and all that opportunity, like you're talking about, and people are leaving Mars, right? Um, and, And Mars is, it seems like Mars is being stripped and just sold off. So yeah. I think Everything that's must go. <laughs> pretty much where we leave her, right? Like she's in with this, like a lot of that underworld gets killed off. I think at the end of the season, I think what happens is that she at the, in the last bit
1: um, reaches out to Avasarala and says, ma'am, I've, because Avasarala tried to offer her a position in her administration and she, she turned, turned it, it down because she's yeah. trying to, she's very proud and she wants to make it as a Martian and she believes yeah. in the future of Mars. Uh, book four you know season four book uh, season four at least is kind of her being disillusioned with all that but yeah. she, at the end she sends a message to ava sarala saying ma'am i've uncovered this kind of conspiracy to sell martian military weaponry uh to people to, to to who whomever and somebody needs to do something about it and i need help essentially okay uh i want to take i want to take you up on that job offer um and that pretty much is uh in the early goings of season five her essentially doing what she did she's still doing like criminal stuff, but it's like as undercover, kind of like trying to figure out who is doing this, where is this stuff going, you know, g- turning it into actionable Intel for Avasarala.
0: Yeah. Um, So I assume we're going to see the, the continuation of that storyline with Bobby here in season five. Mm-hmm. Um And then the other group kind of the only other main group uh, to talk about is the Rossi group. And at the end of book four, or sorry, season four of the show. Uh, the Rossi has, you know, dealt with the situation on Illus, and there's a, an uneasy truce there, I guess. Uh, now that Mercury's arrested and, and, you know, or, or no killed, killed. No, he's arrested. Right. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he should have been killed, but he was arrested. Damn you. A really Funny.
1: There's a really funny sight gag, uh, with Amos's gear involving Mercury that I quite enjoyed. Uh, in 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 the early goings of season five i'm not going to say anything more than that okay just, just pay attention huh. to 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 amos's personal effects uh for for an easter egg uh about his conflict with mercury huh pretty right.
0: entertaining uh yeah so the rossi is in bad shape they they if you recall had to use their rail gun as a propulsion system in order to tow the barbacola to a higher orbit so that it wouldn't you know, burn up in the atmosphere while James Holden was down there fucking around with the alien technology. Um, he manages, uh, the reason being that the fusion reaction uh, in the system was shut off thanks to the alien tech. Um, so Holden's down there fucking around with Millerbot and they're going through the catacombs of this old technology and they manage to find the, essentially the power switch uh, that Miller's been looking for and he manages to. With the help of Okoye and uh, Millerbot, shut down this alien technology. The fusion reaction comes back online, and they're able to save the barbacola. But the Rossi took a lot of damage in the process.
1: Yeah, there's like you know uh, the the uh, fucking Murtry, That asshole uh, launched the arm shuttle at him and did some damage. Yeah. So the 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 Rossi is uh, really banged up. It's really 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 banged up in the books. Um, Uh, yeah like 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 half disabled Um, Mm -hmm. and I I think the show is not as bad but still it's gonna have to spend quite a bit of time in dry dock Um, which gives the crew for the first time since the fucking can't Mm -hmm. uh, the ability to kind of do whatever they want they're grounded for some time uh, and the thing that the the thing that surprised me about season five I wasn't expecting is the crew just kind of fragments um, yeah. everyone kind of, and you, you saw that in the trailer, um, mm-hmm. that everyone's kind of doing their own thing, but everyone really kind of does their own thing. Amos has some business that he has to finish, uh, some mysterious business he has to finish in, on Earth. Um, Alex decides that he wants to go back to Mars and try to like make some kind of contact with his family and maybe check up on his old war buddy, uh, Bobby. Yeah. And then Naomi, uh, one of the big, uh, plot crumbs from season four is her finding that, you know, uh, getting getting some information about her son and her ex-lover Marcos. And uh, I, I think it seems like one of the major themes for her this season is trying to find her son Philip and, you know, get him out from underneath his terrorist father's clutches. Yeah. Um, and so she's doing that and she doesn't want, you know, famous Terran – boyfriend james holden tagging along so so you know jim gets left behind and everybody else kind of has their own little adventures i have no idea how long that's going to last before everybody gets back together I was already i already think it sucks that bobby's off and doing her own thing now everybody's kind of yeah. doing doing their own thing um so I'm, I'm wondering what brings them back together at this point Yeah,
0: it it feels so weird. It's it's like it's a different thing for the Expanse. It's a it's a change of pace when it happens in the books. Uh, I will say I really enjoyed Book Five, and they did this same thing. So look forward to you know a a good season. I I don't think it affected it, Uh, but it's strange. Like when it just
1: wasn't what I expected.
0: Yeah, Uh, when you think about like, oh, if they in Firefly did this right, and like Mal went one way and (laughs) did chain goes the other way and right and walsh and everybody yeah like it, it would it would not feel like firefly um the expanse somehow manages to pull it off where it still feels very much like the expanse uh even though all these characters are cast to the wind
1: i agree a couple of other characters i want to touch on is drummer which has become kind okay. of a fan favorite. One of my favorites. Uh, she rage quits Fred Johnson's organization at the end of last season. Uh, so she's going to be doing her own thing. Um, uh, Ash Claw Klaus Ashford is dead. So he's not going to be a part, but he is certainly in the early goings of season five weighs heavy on uh drummer's mind. Um, and, this is something that tickled me as someone that's gone and read the book kind of in arrears. Drummer didn't exist in book three. Yeah, uh, it was this person, Carlos the Bull. It was one of uh, Fred Johnson's old like he was like the sergeant to Fred's lieutenant or whatever in in the, the Terran Marines. And there's an old war buddy and he kind of like presses him back to like be his security chief. Uh and Drummer entirely took his role. Mm-hmm. But in season five, since Drummer's gone and, you know, he still needs a, a chief of security, they just resurrect that guy from book three, pull him <laughs> in exactly like they do in nice. the beginning of book three with Fred you know, like kind of like rolling, like, hey, you owe me and you don't might not even like me or want to be here, but I need you. And uh I really like that because I thought I, as much as I love Drummer, I really liked Bull, and now I feel like I get to see both flavors, um, and it's, yeah. it's pretty
0: cool. Uh, I will say about the Drummer thing, I think what they're going to do with Drummer, because you see her in the preview, so she's definitely in this season. Certainly, yep. Um, this, this won't mean much for people who haven't read book six yet, but I think she's going to be the Michio Pa of the group, and... That doesn't mean anything to me, neither. <laughs> yeah, I will say she has a big role to play if that's the case, but I really don't know what they're huh. doing with Drummer because they've replaced one character with Drummer. Are they going to replace another with Drummer and replace Drummer with the, uh, the character she replaced initially? I yeah. I could see it. It, w- it would totally work out um, from a motivation standpoint. So, yeah. There's a couple of other surprise faces
1: from previous seasons that I don't want to necessarily spoil, but like characters that I would never have thought are going to be, you know, a a big part of the expanse going forward are kind of put front and center in the early goings in season five, which I think is a treat. One thing that I, I had a big question from last year is, is Miller really truly gone? And what does that even mean? You know, like Miller and in and, and the books, I think um, the books, one of my favorite parts of the fourth book is the inner monologue of the investigator. Mm-hmm. Like every few chapters, you would get this thing where it's from like the... I don't know how to describe it because it's very cool and extraterrestrial, but it's essentially... Yeah told from the perspective of the protomolecules reaching out subroutine mm-hmm. and like all the blends of the different consciousnesses in there and Miller's one of them the investigator it's one of the tools that it tries to use to do you know the the flip-on switches and, and open doors and all the things he was talking about and I really got an, uh, a a real appreciation for what they're doing with that because it's not literally Miller. And if Miller right. comes uh, back, it doesn't mean that it's even the same Miller that was the investigator before. It's just it's it, yeah. it, it can take Miller apart and use him uh, however it wants. And he's got he's got awareness, but the protomolecule doesn't. I think that stuff was all fascinating. Um, and it's an open question for me of whether we'll ever see Miller again, and what does that even mean? If we see Miller again, is it the same Miller? um i i but i i hope so because i think that's some of the best parts in the book and i really enjoyed like in season 4 they do a lot more of the miller and holden stuff like there's that one point where Holden tells Miller that, like, do you know anything about the fusion that's no longer working in orbit of Illus? And Miller says something like, bold of you to assume that it stopped that effect stops at the at the orbit. And Miller and Holden's like, are you <laughs> oh, telling me shit. that the sun is going to stop working? Oh, my God, Miller, is the sun going to stop? Wo-? You know, like uh, and yeah. it's, it's, it's a lot of funny exchanges like that, because the other thing is, like, Miller knows a lot, but not. Like I said, it's really hard to describe those interludes they're called mm-hmm. with the investigator because it is, it's really hard to write like intelligences. They're not like yourself. And they did a really fucking good job. And I, I hope we still get that. Um, I hope we still get that stuff because we know that Fred, you know, one of the big things you need to remember is Fred Thompson. Johnson. Uh, Johnson. Thank you. Fred Johnson has the proto molecule still. Yeah.
0: Yeah, there He's, there is a piece of protomolecule uh, still out there. So,
1: the other thing that I I don't know if the show didn't make this or if it just uh, this point enough or it was made especially well in the book, but the idea that Illus was or New Terra was a dead planet mm-hmm. until the protomolecule got in the orbit on the Rassenanti, that little blob that they had in their cargo hold, and that started waking everything up. Um, so. I thought one of the things was going to be all these human colonies going to all these different worlds, and they're all going to have these different adventures with these proto molecule stuff. But it doesn't seem like that's the case, except there is still a little bit of live proto molecule in the solar system. And what the hell is going to happen with that?
0: Right. And that's kind of what I love about it, because Aversarla is so you know worried about uh, what's going to happen if people start going through the gates and activating technology that we don't even understand uh, from beings that are so much more powerful than us. It's could it just simply be that like if humanity doesn't have a sample of the proto molecule, there's nothing to fear, and so like everything that Nancy Gao is saying about the opportunities and stuff, this affords us is going to be totally cool and totally fine because there's not enough proto molecule out there and it's hidden away. And Mm -hmm. I don't know, all good questions. I will say like yeah, I'm I'm super hopeful that Miller comes back. I won't say anything uh, about future books, but obviously one of my favorite characters my favorite character uh, throughout the show so I'm if he does come back I'm looking forward to it we're getting geared up for the sixth annual summer badass fest and while we're working on a slate of apex badass films to enjoy we've got an early action-packed announcement to make
1: Here are the highlights coming up this week on Bald Move. Our coverage of Hot d Fire and Blood, and the 1980s Shogun miniseries continues. But then on Tuesday, for the first time in 35 years, we asked the question, who framed Roger Rabbit? Hop aboard the train to Toontown as we revisit this incredible blending of live action and animation to see if it still holds up all this time later.
0: Then on Wednesday, we get our first look at Blake Crouch's mind-bending sci-fi series, Dark Matter first two episodes drop simultaneously on apple tv plus and we'll have a pair of podcasts quantumly linked ready for you to observe
1: you can find these and many other great podcasts by searching for bald move pulp or bald move prestige in your favorite podcast app um the other big massive cliffhanger from the previous season is the multiple i think it's between eight and ten stealth asteroids that Marcos Sonaros has used u- using stolen Martian stealth technology and set on a collision course with earth. Yeah. Uh, you know, the big questions I had, I just used these for my notes from last year is like, you know, when are they going to hit? Will they hit? Uh, how big are they? What kind of devastation is it going to cause? Um, I mean, that's like the big, you know, checkoffs gun of this entire season. Like what, oh, know, yeah. what, what's going on with those? Can they be stopped? Um, will cause earth doesn't even know about them. That's the really terrifying part. Um, mm. are they going to be able to, you know, find out in time, how will they, like, those are all a bunch of open questions. Um, and, uh, uh yeah, yeah, I can't, I can't okay. say anything more. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, I know too much. I can't say. Um, I will say that, uh, you know, we haven't discussed a trailer, but um, one thing I will say about the trailer is uh, uh, all but about 10 seconds of the trailer that I can tell. And they weren't even momentous 10 seconds. They're just like, you know, a picture of like, like one of them is a flashback scene, apparently. All those like 97 percent of the trailer comes from the first three episodes that you're going to see next Mm. week. Um, so I like that because I like anytime that you get to trailers, it's all early going material because that leaves a whole lot left for speculation and a whole lot left to see a lot, a lot of mystery to to unravel.
0: Yeah. And it, it sets a pace for the season that look, I think this is going to be a blisteringly fast season. Uh, as a matter of fact, we haven't talked yet about how uh, about the news, the big news about the expanse. Right. Uh, season five is the second to last season. They're going to end it with the the next season, season six. I think they are about to blast not only through books five and six, but maybe through the entirety of the rest of the series in one way or another. I I think there's a lot around five and six that could stop. um, Uh But what they're doing with Monica Stewart, especially makes me think they might try and blast right to the fucking end with her, with her Hmm. stuff. Um yeah, I so I, I've
1: I've stayed very careful to be spoiler free. I have seen a couple of meta conversations that kind of say that like look, books one through three were a trilogy, and no one thought that the end, you know, when you're reading book one and two, and we just talked about this in our pregame, like I was watching those first seasons and I'm thinking, like, you know where they're gonna do this proto molecule stuff. It's kind of dumb, the space zombies and like this kind of alien threads, Like, okay, whatever. I did not see Stargate. You know, <laughs> right, like right. like system-spanning, universe-spanning Stargates, right? Like that – and I've heard that, like, the books 4, 5, and 6 are another one of those where it's like you think it's about one thing and then it's some kind of mind-blowing thing that happens at the end that kind of kicks things up another notch. Now, I can't – like I said, I couldn't even see Stargate. I'm thinking, like, what the hell is the next kick up of the notch? And then my understanding is 7, 8, and 9 are then dealing with that other set of questions. So, in just a way – I know we we talked about this at the end of Season 3 – Like, if season three ended, yes, obviously, what's humanity going to do with the Stargate? But it's also kind of an interesting place to end the series. Like you've right. resolved yeah. the proto molecule stuff, all the stuff with the uh, you know uh, and and the shadow government and the takeover to UN and the Martian plots and all that stuff. All kind of was neatly tied together. And then you know, season four really was a step forward beyond all that stuff. All the stuff that we were caring so much about was irrelevant. And I yeah. I, I wonder if I wonder if. That they, they've they got a way to like sever things and leave it at season six. And I'm not saying they would stay there, mm-hmm. but like this was the production company's decision from what I understand. Um, And could they then take and shop it to a different studio? Would Amazon maybe take it over themselves? Are there a possibility to tell the other books and movies? I I don't know. But
0: why it wasn't would real they check? Good sh- news. It's it's just a huge puzzler to me why they'd shut this down, because I essentially assume that they have a blank check from Amazon at this point, like make this thing. If you've noticed, it looks a hell of a lot better now that it's on uh, Amazon instead of sci fi like uh, sci fi did a great job. I don't want to give them too much shit, but like Amazon has bumped it up a notch. You can tell they're spending money on this thing and you can tell that it's a passion project why the studio would say no to that to continue to make this i wonder if there's something where like look amazon doesn't have the best reputation as far as working with uh the people on its platform i wonder if they're squeezing you know the studio in the same way that they squeeze some of their uh product providers and things like that there might be some bad blood there i don't know um
1: Maybe it could be something that Amazon's trying to, to, like you said, squeeze them so they can get it onto their own. It could just be that Alcon doesn't see, because uh, that's the other thing is like I, I just don't know. We don't, we don't have a lot of internal. We don't have a lot of insight into how big the expanse is. You know, right. when yeah. w- on Amazon's platform, right? Um, you know, like there was a big, massive increase in interest in the expanse when it was being canceled during season three and the whole save. Uh, the the stream Firehawks and Save the Expanse, all that stuff, like, really increased a lot of interest. Blew up the subreddit from like thirty thousand people to like where it is at now, two hundred thousand. Um, but I don't, I don't know. It doesn't feel like it's grown a lot since then, and I wonder if, especially since last year, I thought it was foolish to dump the whole thing a date, you know, three minutes till midnight on Christmas Eve or <laughs> whenever it was. Yeah, and like, it didn't really make a huge like it, you know. Season three was on the front page of Reddit, and it was going around social media, and it was trending on Twitter, and it was trending on Facebook. Season four did not do that. I wonder if, like, Alcon's is kind of like, well, you know, we're going to make this thing, and on the next trilogy, it's just going to be another increase in budget that we're going to have to do, and another, and, like, we just don't want any part of it anymore.
0: I don't know. Yeah, I don't have any special insight. I'm I'm making assumptions here, but... It, it just seems strange to me that, like, a, a show that has to have some kind of, like, set in stone, we're definitely going to make this stuff, like, it, it would have the production company going, eh, we don't want to. I will say there's there's an opportunity for us to get a little,
1: like, um, it's not, it's, this is not, like, laboratory or Nielsen-type data, but... Um, there's this app called Twitch Tracker that shows like the amount of traffic and various things. And one of the things is watch parties, which is this new technology that allows us to watch episodes with an audience on Twitch. And that technology essentially um, was kind of like at a very low level and then the boys dropped. And then there's this massive increase in watch parties. Yeah. And I'm very, very curious when, you know, because Twitch is very sci-fi friendly, you know, uh, the boys did very well on it, is the when when The Expanse comes out, I'm I'm very curious about whether you see a similar spike. Is it going to be a bigger spike, a smaller spike? Because I think we know that Amazon considers the boys like a runaway hit. Yeah. Like they're very pleased with the way and it got a lot of made a big splash this year. Everybody was talking about it. Um, I'm very curious to compare those numbers when we get when when all that stuff comes out, because I think like if you see a spike as big as the boys, that says something, you know, for sure. If it's significant, if it's half the size or less, then it's like that says something, too. Again, it's not necessarily scientific. It's not necessarily representative because Twitch is a very unique platform with the very, you know, curated audience of mostly probably people open to sci fi and comic book stuff. But it's going to be some kind of data that we'll have our hands on. Um, and maybe we can talk about that as, as we go forward in the season.
0: Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I'm excited to see what they do. The, the other kind (laughs) of big old meatball hanging out there is the, the news about Cass Anvar. Uh, he won't be a part of season six. And if, if people, if people haven't heard, uh, over the break between last season and this one, there has been a little bit of scandal about him uh some sexual misconduct perhaps around maybe minors at conventions and it's it was a whole thing um yeah yeah and it's I don't pretty, know a ton of details i just what i kind of gleaned from the news articles i read but he won't be coming yeah. back for season 6 but he will be in season 5 cuz they already shot him and yeah. uh you know i don't know
1: what that means to write him out i don't know if that means they'll replace him i don't know that they've clarified that yet um not it's too bad because like uh Anvar, again these these allegations are really serious and kind of gross you know like uh, essentially preying on underage fans over social media and at convention appearances he's a grown-ass man It's uh it's that's that's really gross and damaging to people and i could see a lot of fans not even wanting to watch a show with him in it at this point um but he's a really fucking good alex and Mm -hmm. uh it'd be big shoes to fill now it's not impossible like you know hell they recast the original star trek crew to some acclaim they recast, they recast james bond every 10 years or so
0: but uh, they also much incident did recast our june and we saw how that went <laughs> not great not, not great. great um but
1: that was something they didn't like i i heard that that was like kind of a last minute it was a scheduling yeah. conflict with the original actor it's not something they want to do now this is obviously not something they want to do either but they've got a. Uh, years of lead time to, to fix yeah. this. So like, if you want to find, like it's surely you can find a fucking decent Alex out there if you wanted to, or maybe you can just, you know, uh, um, you you could somehow write his character out in, in some way. I, I, I'm struggling yeah. to see, you know, like a between seasons, uh, t- uh, the tight beam that Holden gets saying, Hey, I went back to Mars and I want to shack up with my old lady and just don't worry about
0: me ever again. <laughs> Uh <laughs> I think I think the crowd pleaser here is to pull in somebody who nobody can really argue with. Like pull in Oscar Isaac or something, right? Like yeah. pull, pull in somebody big, Pedro Pascal. That would, Get him on that would- <laughs> oh, man, that would uh, that
1: would be interesting. That would be like probably 10 times the, the casting budget of anybody else. But, yeah. you know, your point stands like he was a really good Alex. And, you know, yeah. he also that's the other damn shame about all this is he's because he's beloved amongst the community for kind of spearheading uh, the, the Save the Expanse campaign. And, right. you know, it's unfortunate that he abused his power and trust that we put into him in, in really gross ways. But that's, yeah, yeah. how – I I don't think that's like – because some people are like, oh, my God. Because it was a like really good news, bad news. Like, good news. The yeah. Expanse has already been greenlit for season six in advance of season five even coming out. Like, yeah, Faith and – and then it's like, uh, also, by the way, it's going to be the final season and Cass Anvar is going to be no longer part of the crew and lot of, so – I don't I don't think it has any what I was getting as I don't think it has any one has anything to do with the other. It's not like, oh, shit. No, no. Cass out. We got to shut this whole fucking thing down. But uh, it, it is, is going to be hard to replace that- him
0: because he defines Alex for me. Like when I read books now, uh, I'm 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 seeing Cass Anvar's face when I'm reading Alex's chapters. All these people, it's sometimes jarring because like uh, Naomi and Amos don't
1: really particularly fit their physical descriptions um, in, the, yeah. in, in the series. So when I go back and read the books, it always takes me a while to recalibrate. Oh, right. <laughs> I mean, Naomi's Alex doesn't like this willowy, seven-foot-tall, alien-looking woman, and yeah. Amos is a lot older and kind of pudgier,
0: stockier, balding, and he's not and just Alex like Alex is the same, under- right? Like Alex yeah, has gotten yeah. in better shape. It's been the joke, the running joke for the last three, right. four seasons is – Alex right. has, you know, gotten in better shape. And in the book, he's just as pudgy. Yeah, beer just gut. This guy. yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Drawing, drawing Texan guy. But yeah. yeah, it's a bummer. But I think it's also what you got to do. Uh, there's got to sure. I mean Jesus Christ. There's going to be consequences of this kind of behavior. So, um, yeah. But that's definitely bittersweet, uh getting season six and, and, and losing Alex and, and losing the series. Um I but I do I I I saw some statements, but Dan and Ty, uh the joint writers for the expanse saying that like uh they you know, always thought that the third trilogy was going to be a long shot because it is I again I don't know what this means, but I hear that it's like a huge increase in terms of complexity and sci fi stuff Tear. and 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 maybe it's something would be better off on a big on a on a on a big budget movie, but that's the other question is like that's why I'm really so desperate to know like how this is doing audience wise. We're starting to get some cool merch, you know. There's like a whole line of ships is coming out. There's some T-shirts and stuff available. Um, But like I'm really because like you know the odds of us getting a hundred million dollar budget book seven is going to depend on how popular the series is, you know. And I I, we don't have any numbers on that since it's left sci-fi, which. You know, it wasn't doing great there. Yeah. So uh,
0: I, I will say, like, as far as, you know, the escalation of of this stuff and if they ever get to book seven or whatever, we're staring down the barrel of another big escal- escalation. And that's the story of the Expanse, like you were talking about earlier. Every time you think, oh, well, this story is, you know, small ball or it or, oh, that was wrapped up nicely. They don't need to go anywhere else. Boom, a ring gate opens, you know, or boom, the thing, the jellyfish comes out of Venus. Like. Yeah, those are all huge moments that that blew your mind. And they have a knack for somehow lulling me into this idea that they can't possibly go any bigger. And every time they do that, I'm I'm put to shame because they go bigger and they go better. And I think this season will be no different. And I assume books seven through nine, if they ever get around to making those on the the big screen or the small screen will be no different as well. I don't know. I, I'm, I'm super excited to see what people think about this season because, man, those books, those books go places.
1: I will say that, like, my impression of the first three episodes is it's a bit more of a slow burn.
0: Um, you know, and it felt, uh,
1: huh.
0: yeah, like they're- They have a lot more to set up and stuff because happening. there are a lot, a lot more uh, threads to pull out with everybody splitting up.
1: Exactly, exactly. And you have to service all these characters and they're all- you know, spread hither and yon, And, uh, there's a lot of stuff that, you know, with, with Amos's personal business and, and, uh, uh Alex's personal business and Naomi's personal business. It takes a lot to set up and, and, and establish. But, uh, like I said, the, the, the cliff, the, the third episode, uh, cliffhanger is a fucking doozy. Yeah. So I imagine things will start picking up, uh, <laughs> for sure. For <laughs> sure. To say the least. I think that's about all I got. Um, Yeah, just 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 want to reiterate that next Wednesday at noon, Eastern Standard Time is when we plan on all three episodes of the first three episodes, I should say, of season five dropping. Yeah, yeah. then we will drop an one episode every Wednesday, hence. Uh, there we will probably consider limited feedback of the first five episodes because we're going to re- essentially record all those in advance. And then starting the new year, uh, you know, when we start recording them closer to when they're air, we'll start getting the same way we did uh, feedback for the boys, where it's essentially one week in arrears. And that worked out pretty well. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then also, don't forget Sci-Fi Sundays every Sunday. Every Sunday from here until the heat death of the universe, possibly.
0: Or the end of the uh, Expanse, we, whichever comes first.
1: <laughs> uh, well, no, Sci-Fi Sundays will definitely outlive the Expanse. I think we're going to keep that going. Oh, okay, um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, But Sci-Fi Sundays every Sunday at eight PM Eastern Standard, we will watch a season. We'll watch an episode of uh, probably season three of Star Trek. That's what we're on right now, The Next Generation, and then the new Expanse episodes for those w- that week, and we'll mm-hmm. keep doing that a great time got a great audience it's a lot of fun i really encourage you to join us at twitch.tv slash bald move every sunday night at 8 p.m eastern um and you can follow us over at twitch you can see our schedule you can find out how to link up your amazon prime account if you have one to your free twitch account to to join in on these live watches and i hope you do yep. It's gonna be a lot of fun
0: it's easy uh, don't be intimidated by the process super simple
1: yeah it takes like 60 seconds at most and essentially you're just uh, logging in
0: to your, your services yep.
1: Yep. And uh, the other thing to mention is feedback at uh, expanse at baldmove.com. Wherever we see you next, we'll see you then. Uh, and until that time, I'm Aaron. And hey, I'm Jim. See ya.